Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, happy Friday to you, America. It is uh, great to be with you. Uh, This is the Todd Starnes radio program. Wow, do we have a lot going on. I mean, a lot. We're going to be checking in with Robin Poffman, our national correspondent, a little bit later on. We sent her to cover Groundhog Day from her home in Atlanta. Uh, But uh, Robin uh, has been a longtime veteran of the Groundhog Day coverage in, um, where is it? Uh, What's that? They call it Puxatawney Phil. Uh, So uh, anyway, we're going to talk to Robin about that uh, in just a little while. Uh, Also, We've got uh, Alan Beal, a brand new guest. I'm excited about this. Are you a are you a fan of the military? Well, if you are, uh, you're going to want to stick around for this conversation. Uh, Alan has a, a brand new company called Armed Forces Brewing Company, and we're going to learn all about that. I wonder if they do root beer. I'm a big root beer snob, by the way. So uh, we're going to talk to Alan about the brand new Armed Forces Brewing Company. Um, uh, plus your calls because, ladies and gentlemen, today, Open Line Friday. That means you can call in and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I mean, that's It's going to be a fun day. Great calls. Write down our telephone number. You will need this, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And uh, we'll be taking your calls throughout the day here on Open Line Friday. All right. Um, I want to talk about the the developments around uh, what happened in New York City with these two police officers, because it's um, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess, and it reminds me. And we have this up on our uh, on our Facebook page and uh, and our uh, Twitter feed. And I would encourage you to go in and check out check out the commentary there. But just a couple of months ago, there was a, a horrible a story uh, that unfolded on a New York City subway. And this was a situation where a maniac, a madman, a homeless madman, was terrorizing people on the subway car. And people's lives were in danger. The guy was threatening to kill people. He was acting like a, like a maniac. And you might remember the story when the Marine veteran, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Penny, stepped in, this young man, and he put the he put the madman in a chokehold. Two other people, two other passengers came, and they saved many lives on that New York City subway car. And what happened? Well, we know that Mr. Penny was later targeted by the radical George Soros district attorney. And in New York City, and this is a very important thing for you to understand, especially those of you that are planning family vacations to the Big Apple, don't. New York City has become a no-go zone for law-abiding American citizens. 
and it's a tragedy. I remember living in New York City 15 years, and I loved I loved it. You could walk around town. Um, I was a big walker at the time, and I know this is hard to believe, but I used to run marathons back in the day and uh, would go running, jogging in Central Park. Not a care in the world. You could have your headphones on. You didn't have to worry about somebody coming up from behind you and hitting you upside the head with a baseball bat. Nowadays, you can't do that. You've got a, you, you, your head has to be on a swivel in New York City. Times Square, which and Rudy Giuliani came in and just revolutionized New York City. Tough on crime policies. They cleaned up Times Square, and Times Square became a family-friendly place. And now you'll walk through. I mean, the, the only risque thing they had was the naked cowboy who wasn't really naked. He was just wearing tighty whities and he played the guitar. And that was about it. That was the level of debauchery in Times Square. But over the years, they they stopped the th- those those tough on crime policies, and as a result, the criminals the criminals took hold. And now, when you walk into Times Square, you put your own life in your hands. As a matter of fact, you walk into Times Square now and forget about the naked cowboy. Now you have all these topless women walking around. It is it is not illegal in New York City for a woman to go topless. And I just want to be um. I want to be honest here, and I want to be kind and compassionate, but some of those ladies don't need to be walking around buck naked like that. Put a shirt on, ma'am. Put a shirt on, or at least an apron. So you've got all these women. I mean, it looks like literally they're walking around buck naked, topless. They've got um, they're they're posing for pictures. Uh, they have these, um, and by the way, uh, they also have the, uh, the 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 furries. And many of the furries are actually illegal aliens, and they and a lot of people don't realize this. But when you when you take a photograph with the people dressed up like Spider Man or I don't know the Cookie Monster, or Mickey or Minnie Mouse, you don't realize that it's a probably a member of the cartel inside the costume. And if you don't give them money, if you don't offer them a payoff, they'll attack you. It's very well documented. So they've got that going on. To make matters worse, you've got the pan flute people, and they're playing, and I hate that music. And then they've got the mariachi bands. And then you've got the topless women all over the place. It looks like, ladies and gentlemen, Times Square looks like a National Geographic special. I'm just telling you. And in the middle of all of this chaos, you've got these two New York City police officers who were brutally attacked by these savages from south of the border. Eight illegal aliens, and they were they were arrested. Well, at least we think five or six of them now have been arrested, but they were immediately set free. Meanwhile, you've got poor Mister Penny, this Marine veteran, this hero who's been charged by the George Soros District Attorney in New York City um, with killing this man that he put in the chokehold. They arrested him. And he was he was placed in jail on a one hundred thousand dollar bond. A hundred thousand dollar bond. Now, fortunately, there are a lot of great American patriots who help pay that bond. Otherwise, he would still be in jail. Now, Mr. Penny has pleaded not guilty in the case. 
and he's going to trial. I want to read to you from inside the courtroom on that day when Jordan Neely, who was the maniac, went on a rampage. And the guy said that when the guy came in, he was threatening people and said, I'm going to prison for life. I just don't care. So Mr. Penny said, um, we went to the ground. He was trying to roll up. I had him pretty good. I was in the Marine Corps. He's been charged with second-degree manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide. You know what angers me about this? This good and decent man, this Marine veteran, being perp-walked, really, in New York City? His arms, his hands, and cuffs behind his back? It's sickening. And meanwhile, you've got these illegals who brutally attacked and beat two New York City police officers in broad daylight, They beat the living daylights out of them. They were nearly beaten to death, and and the the illegals were let go. No, you're free to go. You're an illegal. And I don't know what they, you know, maybe they said, you know, it's a good thing you're an illegal. It's a good thing you're Hispanic. If you were a white guy, we would throw the book at you. But here in New York City, we only charge the white people. Everybody else goes free. I wish I could tell you I was making it up, but I'm not. I mean, this is just outrageous. A lot of people are really upset about this, and they should be. As a matter of fact, you've got people out there who are who are saying that it's so bad, it's so bad that illegals are now forming gangs based on where they are from. Cut number... 16. Guys, the violence here in the last two weeks in New York City has gotten so bad. Basically, all the migrants have all created like these little sub gangs according to where they have derived from. The Colombians are sticking together, the Venezuelans are sticking together, and the assault and the murder rate has just gone through the roof. I saw my friend this weekend who's NYPD, and he was telling me how crazy it is and that they have direct orders that they can't even really arrest them unless it's a serious serious crime isn't that sick your nypd and your boss is telling you listen don't make us look bad don't arrest any of them i mean isn't that sick meanwhile you got citizens who live here and they jaywalk and the cops are like take that piece in let's go three thousand dollar fine i mean it's wild so basically in the tents right now there's one specific story that stands out a little bit last week this man from venezuela was waiting on the food line to get their food and he tried to like you know hook up with some girl who belonged to a peruvian guy the peruvian guy got mad that you know he was trying to mack it to his girl and then he stabbed him in the neck that was it he's dead goodbye and that's just like, you know, the tip of the iceberg. What do you think? It's not going to continue? It's going to get worse. Jeez, I mean, the stories he told me, you guys would die. Well, I believe it. I, I absolutely believe it. By the way, CNN, they're now all of a sudden stunned by all of this. And it turns out what the illegals are doing, they're, they're stealing in New York City. And then they're spending their money in Florida. But they come back to New York because they know that the laws are so tough in Florida that they don't want to they don't want to get caught cut for. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. To hear her talk about that. It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, 
it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, mm-hmm. multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. They were stunned. Wait, what? They go to jail? What? What? Really? Yes, really. You see, in Florida, there's something called the rule of law. So I feel bad for you people in uh, New York City. But again, you know, this is what you get. You voted for these people. And now your city's being turned into a third world hellhole. Look, it's happening in Memphis, Tennessee as well. I mean, it is what it is. As a matter of fact, I was reading in one of the papers in uh, Memphis, uh, the largest hotel in downtown, which is adjacent to the convention center, uh, shutting down. And later on in the spring, Sheraton is uh, getting the heck out of Memphis. And can you blame them? I mean, how many stories have we seen about these poor people, these tourists coming to Memphis, and they're they're parked in the uh, the downtown parking lots, and then they come to find out that their cars are either gone or the windows have been smashed out, and people are, you know, again, people are really getting frustrated. But it's not just there. It's also in places like Boston, and we're going to have some audio coming up in a little while about what's happening in Boston where the blacks are being shoved aside and the illegals are being moved into their neighborhoods. And in some cases, they're literally taking over facilities like community centers, basketball courts, uh, basketball uh, arenas, and they're housing the illegals. A lot of people really getting fired up about this. My question is, what is your advice to the good people of New York City and Memphis, Tennessee? By the way, you folks in Nashville, you better pay attention here. They are The Biden administration, they're moving hundreds and hundreds of illegals to Franklin, Tennessee. Now you say, why? where is Franklin? Franklin is, is a very conservative suburb just to the south of, Mem- of, of Nashville. It's, it is very affluent. They vote Republican. And now we're getting word that the Biden administration is literally sending hundreds and hundreds of illegals to Franklin, Tennessee. Want to know why they're doing that? We've been talking about this, folks. They want to skew the census numbers. They want to be able to turn red congressional districts blue, and they're using the illegals to do that. All right, got to take a break. Open line Friday, ladies and gentlemen, 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. From the New York Times bestselling author Eric Metaxas comes a riveting new film, Letter to the American Church. 
The film explores the parallels between 1930s Nazi Germany, Mao and Stalin regimes, and the infiltration of cultural Marxism in America today. The church's decision to stay out of politics undermines the very message of the gospel and its power to transform human existence. Metaxas issues an urgent call to the church, stay silent and abandon its mission of proclaiming liberty or stand up to the forces of evil. Join Eric and several leading voices of today as they explain how America and the church are at the precipice of destruction and need to wake up and take action. Don't miss this film streaming February 8th on Epoch TV, part of Epoch Times. Visit lettertotheamericanchurch.com for more. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Tennessee. Jerry, listening to us on KWAM, the Mighty 990. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? Hello, Todd. I'm, I'm in the Kroger here on Mendenhall. Glad to talk to you. I can't agree with you more about the situation in New York. That is absolutely shameful and uh, uh indicative of our times. However, uh, on, I was listening to the very end of your show on Tuesday, and apparently someone called in about the E.G. Carroll uh, verdict, and all I heard you say was, I'll bet uh, uh, she doesn't get a dime. Well, do you still stand by that? I, I do. I, I don't think she's going to see a penny of that money. All right. I'm going to put up $10,000 that says she does, and you can bet me. And and if I win, uh, the money can go to some charity. But if, if if you win, it can go to the Republic National Committee, whatever you want. But your uh, your listeners count on you to be a man of your word. So let's bet on it. I bet she's going to get that money. Uh, how how soon it might take? I don't know. But let's say when the first when why would I first, why would I bet with you, Jerry? I have no idea who you are. Why would I do a bet? on something like that. I just told you my opinion. No, you, you, I'm talking about your word to your, to your listeners. What, are you, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Jerry? I'm talking about when you say you bet she won't get uh, a dime, I'm, I'm making an opportunity for you to stand by that word with your listeners. So I, instead of a, a dime, I'm, I'm going to give $10,000 to the RNC if you're right. Why don't you just go ahead and give $10,000 to the RNC? If No, you don't understand. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, don't, I, I mean, you're wanting to make a crazy bet. I'm telling you, J- Jerry, this is this is far from over. This case is being appealed when you look at the actual evidence, it's very clear that the judge and the jury, they're all in cahoots on this. It's very clear. This is what a um, this is what lawfare looks like. Jerry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take your bet. I'm a good I'm a good church going Baptist. I don't gamble. Especially with somebody standing in line at Kroger. Jeez Lou, what I, I don't understand what that was about. All right, but it's open line Friday, so you never know. 901-260-5926. Anybody want to bet with Jerry? Jeez, hey, the loop. It's like a sports betting show.
Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us today. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines. Again, our number, 901-260-5926 on Open Line Friday. Let's say hello to Janice, listening to us in North Carolina. Hi, Janice. What's on your mind? What is on my mind, Todd? It's good to talk to you. I've never called in before, but I love your show. Thank you. Yesterday, I'm watching a video of two cops in New York. They got beat up, right, by migrants? That is correct. Yes, that? ma'am. Yep, yep. And and here they go, and they're walking away free. Free as the day is long and, and, and throwing fingers up at the cameras. And, you know, these people. And then you got, and then I looked last night. And I see that Darius Rucker, he got uh, he he got arrested for I think a small amount of marijuana, and his bond is set at ten thousand six hundred dollars. Yes, ma'am. Now, does that make sense, Ben? No, no, no. It 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 doesn't make sense to me. And again, uh, Darius Rucker. Uh, from uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, not the Houthis. Uh, they're the ones that th- are the terrorists. Uh, this is the, uh, the the awesome band. Uh, was charged with three misdemeanors, uh, uh, Janice. Three misdemeanors. And you're right, uh, the simple possession um, of a controlled substance, which we believe was uh, the devil's lettuce, as they call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um and he, I mean, this this is a an, an upstanding man who's done a lot and given a lot, and here he gets charged that, and he has to put up that kind of money, and then you got these other goons, and uh, they walk away, and they beat up a cop, two cops. Janice, and they were kicking him in the face. I mean, it was a brutal beatdown. I saw it. Brutal. Yes, sir. I saw it, and they walk away. Yes, ma'am. Janice, think about this. Now, this is the irony. I I told you about how they're, Biden is moving about five, I believe, 500, 600 illegals to Williamson County in Tennessee. That's just below Nashville. Yeah, yeah, that, I just heard that. Okay. That's where Darius Rucker got, got picked up for the marijuana. So what could happen here, Janice, you could have a situation where a bunch of illegals are walking around smoking marijuana. They're not going to get picked up. 
because under the law, they don't have to abide by our our laws and and our rules. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's inf- right. it's infuriating, Janice. Is it not? Yes, it is, and it just—I just—I don't. Hmm. Dylan, let's put some let's put some Hootie and the Blowfish in the rotation today in honor of Darius. Yeah, I, I I always knew he was Janice. I got to tell you, he's always mellow. I had no idea that was the reason why, but you know, right? Well, he's up and he just got the Walk of Fame. You know, he just got that put up there in Hollywood, and, but he's done a lot of good for the people, and. Uh, yeah, I just I don't get it. Yeah, $10,500 $10, bond. There you go. Yeah. All yeah, right. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. And you know what? We, we need Trump more than ever, okay? Yeah. We need him. We you're, need him today. You're right. And the first order of business is pardoning poor Darius Rucker. So, Janice, thank you for the call and appreciate that. you got to watch out for the devil's lettuce. I will say this, uh, the other bad part about New York City, so they've legalized they've legalized the marijuana. So you know how you had the food trucks around town and you can go and get a delicious, I don't know, taco or, you know, a burger or something of that nature? Well, in New York City, you can actually go and, and get marijuana. They literally have marijuana trucks, just like they look just like food trucks and they're medical marijuana dispensaries on wheels. And the city smells like the inside of Cheech and Chong's van. I mean, it really is. It's let me let me just say this. Um, a couple of months back, I was back in New York City, had to anchor over at Newsmax, and they put put me up in a very nice hotel. Very nice hotel. I had to walk maybe two blocks to get to Newsmax headquarters. So from my hotel to Newsmax headquarters, about two blocks. Within that two blocks, there was marijuana smoke. It looked like a fog had settled over 3rd Avenue. By the time I got, and I had, I got up, got dressed, went downstairs. They had a, a delicious breakfast. Walk outside in those two blocks as I was walking to the Newsmax headquarters. All that marijuana smoke. By the time I got to the lobby, I was looking for some Funyuns. I'm like, I had the munchies. By the way, later they told me that, Starnes, that was the most relaxed newscast you've ever done. I said, well, I, I don't get it. I said, can you pass me the Funyuns, please? Just a little, just a little hungry. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. But Janice raises an interesting point. Again, this is a, a double standard here. And, folks, maybe I'm going out on a limb here. But I think we are reaching the danger zone when it comes to the illegals and the American people. And I think I think the average Americans are done. They're fed up. It's over. They're tired of it. You're going to start seeing. Uh, you're going to start seeing a lot of violence in some of these cities, and it could have all been prevented. It could have all been prevented. This is the the mayor of Boston. Oh, she's the Asian-American chick who doesn't like white people, right? Remember her? She was hosting the party. No, Dylan, she hosted a party, Christmas party, and uh, the white people weren't invited. So they were not having a white Christmas in Boston this past year. 
Anyway, uh, they're turning a recreational center in a black neighborhood into an illegal alien hostel. Cut number five, please. Look inside the new temporary shelter, which will be a safe space for hundreds of families over the next few months. The Melnia Cass Rec Center. A recreational center in Roxbury, now a temporary safety net site with beds, play areas, and other necessities for incoming migrant families that the governor and community leaders toured today. We're here today because we really don't have a choice. State and city leaders say they've all been moved by the plight of families, many now camping out at Logan Airport with no place to go, and a state shelter system stretched to the limit. When uh, children are asking, Mommy, where are we going tonight? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, It's a human crisis. Shame on Healy! But the plan has received mixed reviews in the community, since the recreation center is also a vital resource for youth and adult programs. We sympathize with them. We as a people in our community, we love. But sometimes we love so much that we spite our own selves. Alternating toe touches. Tony DeRocca with Boston United Track and Cross Country coaches young athletes in a free weekly program here and now doesn't know where they'll go with a meet set for Sunday. We have kids who also are impacted negatively and our program is one that very few stable times of their life. I've been going here for like two years now and like it's been like a second home to me. But the decision to make it a temporary home until May 31st for migrant families is called humanitarian but also difficult by some and Boston Mayor Michelle Wu acknowledged that today. This is not the first time that this community has been asked to sacrifice over and over again and so we'll continue to work with the state and ensure that all options are on the table. Now, the governor says she hopes the community will be helped, not burdened by the plan, saying local vendors will be used to provide food and other necessities here, and funding will be provided for long-awaited upgrades to the Melnia Cass Recreational Center once the temporary shelter is closed. All right, so a couple of thoughts here, and uh, thank you for that uh, report. Um, Mayor Wu is her name. And uh, the mayor is talking about how the black community is just going to have to take one, take one for the team here. Wh- why are there are there not very nice recreational facilities in the rich white parts of of Boston? Why aren't we moving the illegals into those communities? What about where the the Kennedy family lives and their compound? Can't we send them out there? I mean, these these very wealthy people there in the Boston area, by the way, what about Harvard? Why don't we let them pitch tents right there in Harvard Square? I mean, that's right. right. Why can we not do that? Why is it that the good black people, the hardworking, taxpaying black citizens of Boston, why do they why do they have to suffer? What's up with that? If I were look, if I were the NAACP. That's the National Association for the Advancement of Non-Caucasian People. Uh, if if I was in charge, I'd be marching in the streets. That is something to march over. I mean, you do have a right to say, "Not in my backyard." And by the way, a lot of these a lot of these wealthy people in Boston, you know, they hire the illegals, right, to mow the grass, do the lawn, right? It's very well documented. No, I'm serious. You can Google it. Just Google it. A lot of wealthy people get in trouble because they hire the illegals. Cheap labor. 
No, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying that it happens. It's not right, but, but it happens. I say you hire Americans. You hire legal migrants. And by the way, these people coming across the border, these people are not migrants. They're illegals. And if, and I don't want to tell Donald Trump how to run his campaign, but every single campaign video ought to include that illegal alien flipping off the cameras, flipping off America, because that's what the Democrats are doing to us every single day. That's it. 901-260-5926, open line Friday. Have you heard about this coffee shop owner? This is out of Salt Lake City. There is a there is a coffee shop owner who has decided that they've got to redo the way they do tipping. So the owner of the Three Pines Coffee House has decided to eliminate all tipping. And instead, he is going to pay his employees what he believes to be a livable wage. So the staff were originally uh, paid $8 an hour, and now he's going to pay the staffers $18 an hour to froth people's lattes. Cut seven. Since when are we tipping for everything? So I definitely feel tipping fatigue because we get pretty busy in the summer. Tips are pretty good, and then we get a little slower in the winter, and tips are pretty bad, and... I didn't feel like it was right for my employees to be making less money in those slower months. So to abolish tips, he raised prices by about a dollar a cup. The tip is essentially included in the price already. So the prices up on the board are exactly what you pay. That allowed him to raise worker pay from $8 an hour to $18 an hour. Everett, who's been working here for two years, doesn't miss turning the computer screen around to prompt customers to tip. It was awkward. But he loves earning more per hour. I know how much I'm going to bring home, and it's really comforting um, because tips can be very volatile. So agree or disagree here, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think this is a good idea? The coffee shop owner says, hey, look, uh, people are getting tipping fatigue, and he feels bad because in the wintertime, the, uh, the staffers don't get as much money. So what did he do? He raised the price on a cup of coffee. And he was able to accommodate uh, the uh, the pay, which is a pretty decent wage, $18 an hour, uh, to uh, work at the coffee shop. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, Dylan, and I need to get your take on this because you used to do this job back, uh, back when you were uh, in college. You worked at uh, one of the local grocery stores and you bagged groceries. Yes. So at Kroger now, they make you, the, cons- the customer, do all the work. And they're really kind of they get really snobbish about it because I asked um, I asked once after I had to I had to buy a lot of groceries and I'm scanning and you know it's hard because the bags all stick together mm-hmm. and then when you think you have one bag it's like you get a clump of them <laughs> very aggravating and so I was a little tired and I said hey look can I can I just take a break where is the break room that's for employees sir and I'm like well what do you think I am. Sitting here having to unload all the groceries, scan the groceries, bag the groceries, load up the groceries, take the cart back, because, you know, they give you the evil eye if you don't put the cart back. Oh, yeah. And and I always do it. I do it because it's the right thing to do, but I also do it because if I don't do it, you know somebody's going to take a picture mm-hmm. and send it to, I don't know, Mediaite. That Starnes left another grocery cart just right in the middle of the parking lot. Ungrateful man. 
You know how these people are. So anyway, the other day, finally, we have like 20 checkout lines at our Kroger, and only one is open and because they want everybody to do all the work for themselves. By the way, I only made a Christmas bonus at Kroger. <laughs> but I have a question. So I am paying, I'm paying my bill, so, and I'm actually, I got a human to check me out because I just was in a hurry and they just happened to be open. And so somebody is bagging the groceries. I have like three bags. Was I supposed to tip that person? Um, no, because for me, bagging at the place that I worked was just part of the job. The the part that I got tipped at most times was when I took the cart outside and helped load it into the trunk. That's the service for me. The job is to just bag the groceries. I think people should tip for the excellent service that they get. You see, I love this. I think that's the, the, the right approach. I mean, if you're going to Taco Bell and you're going to go in and you're going to get, I don't know, a gordita with that uh, delicious Mountain Dew, um, they ask if you want to leave a tip. And I'm always like, for what? I'm getting it to go. And I'm, <laughs> what? It's This is not the Red Lobster. Tipping culture has uh, gotten off the rails a little bit. This is not like some fancy joint like the Olive Garden. No. Right? It's Taco Bell. So anyway, I I don't. They kind of looked at because I'm with you. I didn't even think to tip, and then I thought, and then I thought to myself, did I did I screw up there? Should I have tipped? But then I thought to myself, nobody tips me when I'm having to you know load up my groceries. I don't even need to get a discount on the Kroger card. That's true. They make you feel bad. They do. yeah they do. <laughs> they, they hold re- it in front of your face. Oh, they re- thank you, sir. I'm like whoa whoa whoa. Well, first of all, I don't carry cash. I probably should at Memphis, though. Mm-hmm. That could be dangerous. All right. I'm curious, ladies and gentlemen, should you tip at these uh, coffee houses and grocery stores? 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, I want to go real quick to Susan in Memphis, listening to us on KWAM. Susan, am I a bad person? No, not at all. (laughs) I'll have to say, uh, a lot of times at Kroger or whatever store you work at, even, you know, doesn't matter, Walmart, doesn't matter. Uh, If you want to get out quickly, you do your own bagging. I don't mind, but you do your own bagging. My comment is that uh, my husband retired from the Army. I served in the Navy. So when we go up to Millington, the Navy base there, and we go to the, the commissary there and you know, get our stuff, they bag 
a walk. Oh, Susan, you know what I want to do? I want to hold. I'm going to put. I'm going to put you on a hold. We've got to work out your phone situation. We're getting a little bit of a noise, but I want. I want to finish our conversation after after the break here. So let's put Susan on hold and see if she can't stick around, and we'll try to get that worked out. Because I'm very curious here about tipping. And do you tip the bagger at the grocery store or do you tip when they they load the groceries? This is, look, this is a big deal to some people. It's it's a big deal to me, actually. Uh, hey, uh, 901-260-5926, open line Friday. We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy Friday to you, America. Border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. Uh, well, we got a lot going on here. I think we've we've triggered just about every leftist in America, which that makes it a good week around this uh, joint. Real quick, I want to go back to Susan. We were having a phone issue, and uh, the question at hand, was I a bad person for not tipping the guy who was bagging the groceries uh, down at the Kroger? So Susan says, I'm not a bad guy, uh, listening to us, Memphis, Tennessee, on KWAM. So Susan, finish your thought. Okay. My husband's retired army. I served in the Navy. So when we go to military bases, the commissary, um, up for instance, up at Millington, they do everything. They load the groceries in the bag. They put the groceries in the cart and they take the groceries out to your car and they put, load the groceries into your car. So we do tip. That's only up at Millington. Um, sometimes the kids are, um, are kids of, of military people, they're dependents. Sometimes they're, um, spouses of dependents. They got a job there because you can't not get up. You cannot get on base unless you have a military connection. So there we do tip. Otherwise, no, no. Susan, I'm with you. I love that kind of service you guys get there on the, uh, oh, yeah. on the military base. That's pretty, that, and that is worthy of a good tip. That is. So we, we, tip, we tip them well. We tip these kids well. Susan, thank you for the intel. I don't, I'm, I'm going to let you hang up because you've got to listen to our next guest. You're going to love this guy. And, of course, thank you, by the way, for serving in our great nation. Thank your husband for serving in our great nation. Millington, Tennessee, home to a great Navy base and great people up there. Susan, thank you for that. And as promised, uh, folks, I'm very excited about our next guest. He is the chief executive officer of the Armed Forces Brewing Company, and it's a, it's pretty spectacular. We have a link to the website over on our live show blog, armedforcesbrewingco.com. That's armedforcesbrewingco.com. Alan Beal on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Alan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of yours, and I follow you on a daily routine on LinkedIn. Oh, well, th- you know, it's amazing, Alan. Um, LinkedIn <laughs> has been pretty has been pretty fair and balanced about uh, letting conservatives post stuff, and uh, we've been really impressed with the growth we've seen there. Great platform. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we do a lot of posting on there, too, about our company and uh, just keep it rolling. All right. Um, I, I want to talk about um, what you guys are, are doing. I just think this is such a, a great idea. Uh, so you've got a brewing company. How did you come up with this idea? I mean, you're a, you're a veteran. Uh, you served in the military. Uh, how did you how did you get plugged into this? Well, I didn't serve in the military, but I come from a huge military family. My grandfather served in the Navy. My dad was a career uh, officer in the Air Force and the Air National Guard. And I've got two uncles that are Marines and a brother that was in the Air Force career. We have uh, four West Point graduates in the, in the family as well. Uh, a couple guys came to me. They had an idea to create a craft beer company that tributes Navy service and put it in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, home of the Naval Academy. I pulled into the Naval Academy and uh, saw the, the saw the Naval Academy for the first time. And and I've been a 35 year veteran of the food and beverage industry, and I love beer. And my partners love beer. And I just I moved to Annapolis and I started developing Armed Forces Brewing Company. Um, went around. I recruited a one of the one of the greatest brewmasters in the country. He's won the Maryland Governor's Cup for brewing excellence. And then uh, I, I tried to recruit a, a really, really incredible veteran, and I happened to stalk Robert J. O'Neill from SEAL Team 6 on Twitter and got him to try our product, and uh, he loved the mission, he loved the, the concept, and loved the beer. So he came on board as well. I mean, I'm looking at your website, and folks, armedforcesbrewingco.com is the website, uh, this is a patriotic bunch of folks here, and uh, I'm pretty impressed with the with the lineup of, of shareholders and advisors of you. And, and quite frankly, not only do you guys put out a, a pretty darn good beer, it looks like you have your own military there. We we do. We have a lot of great veterans on our advisory board. Um, you know, I, I talked about Robert J. O'Neill, but we got two other Navy SEALs on there. Major Ed Polito, who's uh, a director on the major uh, John Daly Major at Heart of a Lion Foundation. Gretchen Smith, an incredible Air Force veteran who runs a, a nonprofit organization called Code of Vets that is out there helping veterans in need. And uh, we got uh, an advisor from just about every other branch except for the Coast Guard. And, and uh, now that we've got our own brewing facility in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, largest military market in the country. We're we're going to bring a Coast Guard uh, veteran on that advisory board as well, that, and a Space Force veteran. Oh, well, you got to have Space Force, uh, and, and you got to get <laughs> and whatever you do, you got to make sure they get up. You know, the next flight up. You know, you got to make sure they've got a six pack or, or something. Absolutely, huh? <laughs> up in space. <laughs> that look, that's it. Uh, you know, I got banned. I don't know if I told. I shouldn't tell this story, Alan. I got banned from interviewing the astronauts on the International Space Station years ago um, when I asked the astronauts, you know, in that official scientific uh, Q and A they have to do with the with the media, uh, and I asked yeah. them if anybody up there ever mooned the Earth, and um, they answered the question. They said it's possible. They said at one point there were two moons orbiting the Earth. I thought that was a brilliant answer, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I got banned, um, and they and they banned you for that, huh? Yeah, it was it was funny watching the heads pop up at Mission Control in Houston when that question was asked. So, um, it is what it is. Hey, can we talk about these beers? Uh, because uh, you've got you've got a lot of different varieties uh, for folks. And again, you mentioned uh, it's craft beer, um, and you have all this on the website. Is there a particular favorite that that people enjoy? 
Well, we, we launched a beer that is a very light session lager, kind of like your uh, uh, domestic light lager. Um, we launched it. It's called Preamble We the People Light Session Lager. And it's a tribute to the Constitution, and it's a tribute to the oath that our service members take. Um, we, that's the only really patriotic beer that we're going to make um, all the other beers that we produce are tributing the service within the within each branch of our military and some of the military traditions that we that uh, we have in this country as well. Um, we got all sorts of different styles, and uh, we're we're going into national distribution and global export. Todd, uh, Walmart's picked our beer up. We're in Publix, Win Dixie's. We're on a national plan with uh, the Army, Air Force, and and Nexcom stores. We're just about to go into the Coast Guard Exchange as well. Carnival Cruise Lines just picked our beers up for 18 of their ships. And we're entering into NASCAR this year, NASCAR concessions. We're going to be at uh, Talladega, Daytona, Homestead, uh, Martinsville, and Richmond. This is a pretty noble thing you guys are doing over at Armed Forces Brewing Company. We have Alan Beal, folks, uh, who's the CEO of the company, with us. And you you guys do a lot of giving back as well. And I, th- I think this is pretty noble. Uh, tell everybody uh, how you guys are, are serving serving our veterans. Yeah, so our, our preamble beer is connect. We've got a partnership with the John Daly Major at Heart of a Lion Foundation. We are donating a percentage of our profits from our preamble beer to that organization. And we're about to launch a beer called Death from Above. It's a tribute to our United States Air Force, and that's connected, going to be connected to the Code of Vets uh, organization, which does incredible work helping our veterans in chaotic situations. And we just, we just, been around the country raising money for other foundations that help veterans. Um, we got a big focus on veteran PTSD and veteran suicide and also uh, veteran homelessness, which I just think is, is shameful in America that we have veterans out there on the street. So we're going to keep using our success to help as many veterans as we can. I love it. And so people can actually go on your website, which is pretty awesome. And you can type in your, your zip code and find out where you can purchase uh, the great armed forces uh, beers that you guys provide. Absolutely. It's called a beer locator and they just go to our website and, and type in their zip code and, and we're going to be skate. We, you know, we just, we just bought our own brewing facility in, in Norfolk and, and opened last week, our grand opening. Um, so we're, we're going to scale and grow this company up. And like I said, get into national distribution and global export. So uh, I already got a text message from somebody that said, um, so they live near Norfolk. Uh, can they, or do you guys do tours? Can people come into the facility? Absolutely. It's a, it's a rather large facility as well. It's a regional size brewing facility. We've got a tap room. The whole place holds about 600 people and we do do brewery tours. Um, we've got food trucks there. We've got about 13 different kinds of beers. We've got a non-alcoholic seltzer on our line. Um, and we're just having a great time and it, and we had a great grand opening. Um, and people can, people can own our company along with us too. Now, now tell me about this because, uh, there is, um, another website called own O W N armed forces brewing co.com. And you've got tons of thousands of, of investors. We did. We, 
we launch what they call a Regulation A uh, public stock offering. We're a private company selling private stock in our company. And we launched our first round on July 4th of 2021. We raised $7.5 million, and we promised our shareholders that we would go buy our own brewing facility because we've been contract brewing through a third party uh, all this time. So we uh, we kept our promise. We went and bought this facility in Norfolk, Virginia, and worked with Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin to get there and relocate our corporate office. Today, we've got almost 10,000 shareholders in our company that own the business along with us. Um, and 95% of them are veterans and active duty military, first responders, and their family members. Um, it's, it's 200 bucks to buy into the company and own a piece of it with us. All right. Well, I'm, I know there are going to be a lot of interested uh, folks in, in our audience. And, of course, we have uh, a great patriotic audience uh, and near a lot of military bases. So I suspect you're going to be hearing from a lot of our listeners, Alan. Uh, all the best to you and the great team there, and we appreciate you looking out for our veterans, and uh, congratulations on your great success. Well, Todd, thank you so much. Can I put the URL in, L in there one more time? You sure can. www.ownarmedforcesbrewingco.com. Todd, I'm a big fan of yours. You're a great American, and you're one of the few that has been speaking the truth in our country for a long time. Well, Al, I sure do appreciate that. And uh, if you make it down to Memphis, uh, the ribs are on me, sir. We'll have a good old time. Absolutely. I'll bring the beer. All right. Alan Beal, ladies and gentlemen, Chief Executive Officer of the Armed Forces Brewing Company. We have a link to their websites if you want to get information. I love how these guys and gals are supporting our military veterans and the families. And, And that, to me, means the world. Um, we got to get him to do a root beer, though. Hey, that's my jam right there. Give me a good root beer. I'm there. Armedforcesbrewingcompany.com. Armedforcesbrewingco.com is the website. All right. Our telephone number, ladies and gentlemen, 901-260-5926. Again, that's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Sarge Radio Show. It is Open Line Friday. You know what else, what else it is? It's also Order Todd's Book Day. It is. By the way, for those of you who are watching us on our Rumble, YouTube, and Facebook live stream, in my hands, my formerly chicken fried steak stained fingers, uh, in, my, in my hands right now is a copy of the new book. It's uh, called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved?, and uh, Todd Stearns is the author. See, it says it right there. And I actually write my own books. You know, a lot I, a lot of the radio hosts don't write their own books. And I don't, look, I don't blame them because it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. And it also takes a lot of time to put the show together. So it's just, you, you got to be able to manage your time wisely. But no, I write every single word of this uh, of, in my books. And I cannot wait to, I cannot wait for you to read this. As a matter of fact, do you know who I dedicated the book to? Uh, Dylan, I dedicated the book to my family, the staff at Stearns Media Group, and the bold ambassadors for Lady Liberty who listen to my radio show every day at noon from border to border and coast to coast across the fruited plain. That's me slamming the book shut, ladies and gentlemen. 
So anyway, um, yeah, I wrote this for you guys and uh, would love for you to go right now to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. They got the ampersand, Barnes & Noble, and or wherever you get your book. Books a Million has been a huge supporter of mine. Uh, we love those guys. And pre-order a copy or two of the book, and uh, we would love for you to do that. We're going to be doing a big national book signing, a book tour. We're doing a big launch party here in Memphis, and we'll be telling you more about that. That's coming up in March. The book is officially in bookstores on March 19th, but now you have an opportunity to get it early simply by ordering it on uh, Amazon or going to those other platforms. Marsha Blackburn, Ralph Reed, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Congressman David Kustoff, Pastor Paul Champel, among the uh, the folks that are endorsing the book. So again, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Uh, let's go to the phones here. Marsha in Georgia listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Marsha. What's on your mind today? <laughs> good morning, or good afternoon. Um, I just wanted to give you some facts that had been reported in the December-January issue of the Epoch Times about illegals. And more than half of the illegals in our country have U.S.-born children. Most of them have multiple children. And 59.4% of them with U.S.-born children use one or more government welfare programs versus U.S. citizens, about 39% of American citizens. Now, recent, they, they did a, a scrub down, I guess, and they came up with $150.6 billion a year is spent on these people. And over the last five years, there's been like a $35 billion increase yearly. That's how much it costs the American taxpayer. Twelve of our states now give them Medicaid. And um, I would really like to see the Supreme Court get rid of birthright citizenship. They need to clarify it. And they, and they need to stop it because all the things that these people get for free is the draw. And we're, it's going to bankrupt us. And we're not going to be able to defend our country if something goes south. I, I was a nurse back in the 80s, and I can remember a whole room full of illegals that could not speak a word of English, and they're all pregnant, and they all have their children, and they were getting free services back then, even though the government would say no illegal gets any free health care. It, it was happening way back then. They were on the baby well programs, and they were getting vaccinated for free, but the American citizens, when they went to the health department, they had to pay. Of course they did, Marsha, because, again, it's one set of rules for the illegals and another set for us. Look, these are terrific stats you shared. And, Marsha, we, we're running out of time here. we got to take a break. I will say this, and Marsha is right here. It's the birthright citizenship. They're coming here to have their babies. The babies become American citizens. And now we've got hundreds of millions of people we got to take care of. We'll be right back, America. Hear ye, hear ye. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of all prognosticators, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhog ease, directed the president to the proper scroll, which reads, 
Another winter slumbered pause so I could meet the crowd. Hard to sleep anyway when the party's this loud. I envy your energy. I envy the fun. I envy all of you and your opposable thumbs. But it's not what I feel, it's what I see and what you hear. So gather round and let me be clear. Atmosphere is a wonderful thing. And we can create our own and the weather it brings. It brings hope for the future and so much more. Maybe some Punxsutawney Phil write-in votes in 2024. But what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. Glad tidings. Glad tidings, America. Glad tidings. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, So... What does this mean? Spring is coming. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, was the audio from the Punxsutawneyville Groundhog Day celebration in Pennsylvania today. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our next guest, she would rather cover Groundhog Day uh, in Pennsylvania than a presidential inauguration. Robin Poffman joins us, a veteran <laughs> Groundhog correspondent. It's it's my favorite place in the world, Gobbler's Knob. You know how many times I've been there. Gobbler's Knob. I could not remember the name of the place. I thought it was Punxsutawney, but that's the name of the groundhog. No, Punxsutawney is the name of, like, the city. And then Gobbler's Knob is this hill, this location where they actually uh, break out the groundhog out of his little cage and all of the elders who are in charge of this are wearing black top hats and tuxedos. And, and this is like a, a top-notch event. I've been many, many times, and it is awesome. There's like a bonfire and uh, adult, beverage, <laughs> adult beverages. And then, lo and behold, it goes on all night. It's very well policed. People are out there having a good time, normally freezing this time of the year in Pennsylvania. And then the one, the only Phil comes out. And um, I'm very excited about the early spring. And Phil's about right, uh, about 40% of the time. (laughs) Well, and this is where you and I, because I know that you're you're a Jersey girl and I'm a Tennessee guy. And so, Robin, this is not, I know everybody looks at Punxsutawney Phil, but there were others, uh, including our Southern Groundhog, uh, who, who goes by the name General Beauregard Lee, who I believe lives in a little plantation house in Jackson, Georgia. And, uh, he comes out and, you know, the challenge there is to make sure nobody's, you know, none of the hunters shoot the groundhog in Georgia. <laughs> That's a big challenge. But, uh, yeah, it's, by the way, yeah. Apparently, a General Lee did not see any Yankees. So, yeah, he's saying early spring, too. Yeah, I don't care about him. Punxsutawney Phil is the number one what? guy. You know, all these other – there's that one Staten Island Chuck that got dropped on his head and died from the old mayor from New York City. Remember all that? 
that 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 punk uh, the uh, the groundhog uh, De Blasio was holding it, and then it fell on its head and died the next day. So all these others are like subpar groundhogs, snakes, alligators. There's only one Punxsutawney Phil, and he is the best. And I got to see him, Todd, up close and in person by accident. Uh, 9-11 of 21, I was at, in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania for the 20-year anniversary with of 9-11 with uh, George Bush and Kamala Harris, and Dick Cheney was there, and then it was so overwhelming how sad the ceremony was that I said to my husband, have you ever been to Gobbler's Knob? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I've never been. I'm like, well, you're going to be there today. So we drove like two hours. And it's so cool because in the town of Punxsutawney, like, there's still statues everywhere you go in front of the post office, McDonald's, in front of the library, in front of the firehouse. They have these life-size statues of Phil. So it's an awesome place to go. And then, sure enough, we go up to Gobbler's Knob, and it was the monthly meeting of the Punxsutawney Phil Club. And there were more adult beverages, and they invited us in. And sure enough, Phil, who's been alive since the late 1800s, was on the bar eating some corn. Wait, so the groundhog was drinking beer and eating corn along with the <laughs> the, the good citizens there. I, I'm sensing booze is like a big part of this event, uh, Robin Poffman. It, it is. They, there were people, I will say, that were kind of joking around that they were going to give Punxsutawney Phil some shots. And and then somebody was kind of monitoring Phil. So the only thing Phil was allowed to eat in like this white, clear, like a, like a clear case that he lives in. And he was only allowed to have a piece of corn. But it was wild. They actually have like a, a monthly meeting where they discuss all this. Uh, leading up to today, two two, and they have a museum and all the stuff from the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. It is super cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, the groundhog, known in the in in the animal kingdom as the yellow-bellied hoary marmot, and by hoary we don't mean in the biblical sense of the term, uh, but uh, this has been going on for for generations. Uh, Robin, to give our listeners some update on Staten Island Chuck, because there there's, there are multiple stories about Staten Island Chuck, um, who initially bit Mayor Mike Bloomberg, if you remember that. Uh, the groundhog would not come out, and so Bloomberg stuck his hand into the um, the groundhog's uh, cage, and uh, the, the groundhog's, you know, invoked the, the cancel doctrine and bit the living daylights out of Bloomberg. Well, how stupid are you, really? I mean, come on now. You don't put your hand near the groundhog. These are like you know holy sacred animals. You, you don't you don't screw around with that. So because, just like they were not let, letting Phil have any uh, alcohol the day I was there. Oh, you can't. You got to stay focused. You know, and that's what they're doing. I mean, Puxatani <laughs> Philly's got one job the whole year. Um, but Staten Island Chuck was back after the biting accident. Staten Island Chuck was right. replaced by his daughter. Um, so technically, they still called the, the 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 groundhog Chuck, even though Chuck was a, a female. So I guess it's a transgender groundhog, uh, and that's the one that De Blasio dropped on its head. There you have it. You can't and, make and it up. This is, this is why this this is why we've come full circle. This is why all these imitators. You have a one that's biting, one that's 
jumping out of the blonde, you know what I'm saying? Like one that's hitting its head. None of these other groundhogs and all, Beauregard, whoever in Georgia, all these, uh, these snakes that are, you know, coming out. There's all these other animals that people are using. They are all the BCD team. They are not the A-list Punxsutawney Phil. I'm telling you, there's only one. And do you remember, my friend, that I had a little um, stuffed animal one? And it used to say Happy Groundhog Day, and we used to have it on my old desk. I remember this. Back in the old Fox Fox Radio days. He was our mascot. Robin Poffin and I were were, were reporters together at Fox, and our cubicles were right next to each other. And uh, (laughs) you would decorate for a Hanukkah. I decorated for Christmas. We were very ecumenical in the back of the uh, newsroom there. And uh, it was sort of like the social. This is where people went to socialize. They would hang out with us. Well, the excuse was that the mailboxes were back in that corner, and the so coffee. People who had a good, people who had a good sense of humor would come back to allegedly check their empty mailbox, and then weigh in on what was going on. And there was it's always true. a party back there. It was like either Christmas or Easter or you know whatever. I just got back from Punxsutawney with all my little you know uh, knickknacks. And, um, yeah, I mean, Punxsutawney Phil, he was our mascot, Todd, for many, many years. I, I, I remember that, and it was so fun. You'd, you used to give the best live reports, and uh, you would, you know, the affiliate radio stations would, you were like a part of the morning show for hundreds of stations <laughs> around America. It was, it was nuts, but, but the real star of the show is Phil. And I cannot emphasize to you that every year, just like in the movie on 2-2, it's always the same. So every time I go there, I'm kind of like Bill Murray because it's like you think there's going to be a different experience, but it's not. It's the same groundhog from the late 1800s. I'm telling you, Punxsutawney Phil is up there with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Now, Robin, I I don't want to end on a bad note. You and I have been friends (laughs) for, for decades. But I have to share some news with you, and it involves yes. it involves General Beauregard Lee of of Jackson, oh, Georgia. No. General Beauregard, I say, I say, General Beauregard Lee, and of my fellow Americans, both above and below the Mason Dixon line, and Robin Poffman, who now is a Yankee living in the land of the South. Robin, I have to tell you, I say, I say that according to PolitiFact, that General Beauregard Lee is more accurate than Punxsutawney Phil. It's true, Robin Poffman. General Beauregard Lee with a 60% national accuracy rating. And today, as General Lee stepped out of that plantation house in the beautiful state of Georgia, and he said, as God is my witness, Robin Poffman, as God is my witness, I will never, never see winter again. I see, I see. Oh, theatrical there, Papa. <laughs> Amen, brother. All right. Robin. That, that was, let me tell you, thank God it's Friday. 
Oh, well, I, you you better believe it. We, it's been a it's been a weird week. It's just been a weird week. It, it, it has, it has, and I'll tell you, I'm going back to crime and terrorism next week. Uh, this is just like you know, this is just this is just a one off for me. I don't want to ruin you know my reputation or yours for that uh, matter. <laughs> well, those days have long passed. I'm afraid, my friend. <laughs> All right, next week, death and destruction. Robin Poffman is on the story. If you're blonde or missing, Robin will find you. <laughs> yeah. To, wow. To be continued, my friend. All right, happy Robin. Happy too. Hey, happy tutu. Happy Groundhog Day. All right. You're the great Robin Poffin. She is, in my estimation, the best radio journalist of our generation, hands down. Uh, folks, got to take a break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Open line Friday. Go into the phones. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes radio program. As promised, it is Open Line Friday, and that means we are going to the phones. 901-260-5926 is our number. Let's say hello to Ron listening to us on the talk station in North Carolina. Hi, Ron. What's going on? Yes, sir. Having a nice day and enjoying listening to you. But the point I was calling about is these so-called anchor babies. The amendment that the Congress passed right after the Civil War, they're giving uh, Negroes, the freed slaves, you know, uh, American citizenship, also listed categories of people who would not be granted citizenship when they were born in this country. So one of the most interesting ones is American Indians. They were prohibited from becoming uh, U.S. citizens until 1923 on an act of Congress. Other people listed in that amendment there that were banned from getting automatic U.S. citizenship was foreign diplomat babies, and non-U.S. citizen babies. But we got this actor baby stuff online because we've had some corrupt judges in the past who don't bother to read that part of that amendment. That's what I was calling you about. Well, Ron, I mean, the, the reality is that a lot of people are coming across th- this border illegally. Um, they are having children here, and it is a, it's an entire industry. And, we, you know, Republicans and Democrats have known about this for, for generations I mean, even Ronald Reagan was for amnesty uh, back in the day. I just believe that we should go about immigration the legal way. And uh, there are people wanting to come here by the millions, and they're doing it the right way. And those people are getting hosed. Yes, sir, they are. And, you know, these people say, you know, hanging their hat on this uh, anchor babies. You know, I'm sorry, you know, that amendment has been been misread by the judges. And, yeah, I've always been for uh, legal immigration. If I wasn't, my wife wouldn't be here because my wife is an immigrant from the Philippines. But she came here legally, right, Ron? She surely did. There you go. Nursed out for 20 years. Well, good for you. Uh, Ron, thank you for that call. Let's go to Jim in North Carolina, WSIC. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Good. Yeah, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, did Barack Obama say that the Muslims were instrumental in building the United States or something to that effect? Yes, he something to that effect. Uh, he, he was talking about, and I believe this was a speech where he said uh, that uh, Muslims built the very fabric of our nation. Now, that's attributed to him 
and that's somewhat that's partially accurate. Um, I think the um, the headline came from Breitbart: um, Obama Muslims built the very fabric of our nation, referring to a 2014 statement Obama made uh, on a Muslim holiday. Can you tell me what they did? Yeah, you, you got me. I, I know what the Baptists did, uh, Jim. I I can tell you what my people did. I, <laughs> I know what the Catholics did. (laughs) The only thing that I I think the Muslims gave us was Arabic numerals. Well, they would look. Here's here's the thing about about Islam. And again, I I'm I've always been of the mind, Jim, that this is America. We have freedom of religion. You want to come and practice your faith here? That's great. Um, You have every right to do that. You do not have a right to blow us up or fly jetliners into buildings. And the thing that always gets me, and, and I, people say this to me all the time, well, Todd, you're just smearing all the Muslims. No, I'm not. We've opened up this radio program to moderate Muslims since we launched this show. And, Jim, even though they tell us there are tens of millions of moderate Muslims living in America, uh, not a one has called into my program, not a one has offered to come onto this show, and not a one has marched in the streets protesting the horrible atrocities committed against Israel I just want to know, where are all those moderate Muslims? Where are they? Uh, Glenn Beck did the same thing, and he never got call one. Yeah. That tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. So, um, one more question. you got ten seconds. Go for it. it. Why does, uh, when a congressman or senator retires from the U.S. uh, uh, House or whatever, uh, why do they get their full paycheck for the rest of their life? Well, look, Jim, here, here's my whole take on that, is that uh, no special benefits. We pay you for a job. You go up there. We make sure you're being well taken care of. And I get it. It's expensive to live in Washington, D.C. And a lot of these people, you know, they got to take care of a home back back in their district, and they got to you know have some place to live in D.C., Uh, I don't believe in any special privileges. I know here in Memphis, Tennessee, the city council wants to give city council members free insurance for life. And by free, they mean people like you and me have to pick up the tab. That ain't right. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Yeah, hello, all of you beautiful, gorgeous people out there. Hope you are doing well. Wow, happy Friday to you. By the way, today is Open Line Friday, so we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on this radio program, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. Our telephone number, write this number down, everybody. You will need this if you plan on calling into the program. By the way, welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers. Uh, They simulcast the final hour of the Todd Stearns radio program. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Well, in the break, I was uh, downstairs in our palatial broadcast bunker here in beautiful Memphis, Tennessee, our heavily fortified news bunker, and I uh, ran into Ben Dieter, 
who is the radio host of the morning show on KWAM, also one of the top 10 morning radio hosts in America, according to Barrett News Media. So he's sort of a rock star in the business. And Dieter, you were um, you were fit to be tied downstairs. I've never seen you so upset. I, I was very upset, Todd. For multiple reasons. But I kept on getting a couple different emails and messages from our listeners and it involved a controversial spices company now you tell me how controversial can a spice company be well i look i've i've seen the food network and i remember the paprika battles of 1982 and it was just an <laughs> ugly time in in the food industry so yes people can get really uh, particular about their spices have you have you heard about this spice company though it's called Penzi's Spices. Now, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, because they made some headlines because they tried to rename MOK Day, and they wanted to rename MOK Day a couple years ago to Republicans Are Racist Day. So they started dabbling in political activism. Why this becomes relevant today is we had a couple listeners in Memphis reach out. They went and shot. They wanted to get some salt, some spice, whatever Sweet and nice, right? When all of a sudden, they started getting these political messages dropped into their bag. One of them is a vanilla spice named transgender remember. Now, what kind of spice is that? Transgender remember. Vanilla sugar of love. So I'm looking at the package sent to us by one of our listeners And I guess they were trying to be cute, but when you flipped around where you would see the ingredients of this vanilla spice, it said the following. Vanilla is the most loved of all the flavors. Sugar is sweet. Republicans, not so much. Their attacks and othering of our transgender community are nothing short of shameful. You being everything you are is good and decent. They go on to continue to blast Republicans Right alongside the ingredients of the vanilla spice. This is insane. So, so again, people are just just going in there to buy their spices. That's right. And instead, they're getting slapped up the face up the, up the side of the head by these uh, these leftist communist policies. Well, upon further investigation into this very political spice company, I went to their website and. When I was looking at the different tabs, you could go to the store, the store and look at the different varieties of spices. About, that's where they talk about their business. And then at the very left side of the page, there's a drop down and it's titled Republicans. Oh, that's wow. not so a spice. Single out. Oh, that's not a spice. That's not a spice. You Though we like, can be spicy, you Todd. Your show a, is very spicy. Had a dot, add a dash of Republican mm-hmm. to your, to your lasagna. No, so basically they go on into the website and say, if you're a Republican, you have no place here because you are the party of racists and the party of Donald Trump and insurrectionists. So we are going to not serve you effectively. Again, why so many of our listeners reached out with concerns? Oh, not every day you're being told you're a racist. So KWAM listeners have been going over and shopping. They've been purchasing their uh, paprika and cayenne pepper and, dare I say, tarragon. And uh, you're telling me that they're slipping in these leftist messages into the grocery bags. Mm -hmm. And one of the messages on the back and what they want all of you conservatives in the Todd Starnes nation to know 
is that if you are a Republican, just know that going forward, you will still be able to come into their shop. But we're done pretending that the Republican Party's embrace of cruelty, racism, COVID lies, climate change denial and threats to the democracy are anything other than the risks that you are. Wow. Pretty salty people, Todd. (laughs) I mean, are, are are, are they upset about, I mean, I guess, do we even... Get salt anymore because That's salt the Himalayan is, salt. I know. Sounds like communist salt to me. I know. This is – I wish I could say I'm surprised. I think these people actually have a history of being not just far leftist but communist in their in their activities. Well, back in um, just 2021, after January 6th, they released a new set of spices, a box of spices. And imagine this. It was titled – Remember the January 6th box of combination of spices. Does it include mace, pepper spray? Right. Vaseline? <laughs> so, a little lubricant? So they release the January 6th spice collection. Get out of here. Are you kidding? You're, this is not true. Their store hemorrhage sales. I guess a lot of Republicans like their Penzi spices, Todd. They would rather have their food bland mm-hmm. like good white people. <laughs> yeah, that's the argument. They say white people's food is bland. That's and, what they say. And salt is a very, it's, it's a certain color, Todd, it's unless terrible. you're, exactly. So after they sent out that new collection of January 6th spices. Well, I like black pepper. There's nothing racist. <laughs> <Just say. laughs> you're banned. You're, you're bad, Todd. So they had to come back and actually get back on their knees and, and pardon me <laughs> and beg oh beg. this is the, okay i sorry yeah I so they todd they had to beg train of thought because they had over forty thousand of their customers their subscribers walk away from this company so they sent out an email and asked people to purchase gift card sets to make up for it according to the wall street journal that was about three percent of their base walked away from them God. But they doubled down because All now right. they're releasing the transgender is love spice collection. So, so let me understand this here. So, Penzies they actually have a, this is a national chain. That's right. And they even have a store in Memphis. Now, here's the great irony: we've been talking uh, for the past couple of days about how the bookstore, a novel Memphis, the independent bookstore, has shunned yours truly. And they will not allow. And by the way, one of our great listeners called up, and I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. She was very kind, very polite. She talked to the manager of the store. The manager said, "Oh well, we've we've had conservative book signings before," and um, she said, "Well, he said we had Mike Huckabee," and she said, "Yes, that was back in two thousand nine." And she said, "I've been." She goes, "I actually went through and looked, and she actually did the math, and only ten percent of their book signings." were of conservative authors, only 10%. Anyway, long story short, that that uh, Penzi store is across the street from the bookstore. No way. There is something in the water over there that's turning Memphis businesses into leftist communist establishments. Do you even support those businesses? I mean, that's why I was so frustrated by this. I mean, it's just blatantly nasty and and rather cruel that if you come in here and we find out you're a Republican— not only do we not want to serve you, we are going to call you a racist to your face. Shut up. I just want my spices and I'll leave you alone. Imagine if the rules were reversed. Imagine if you had conservative businesses basically barring 
those on the the left, progressives. It would be a national news story. Ben Dieter joining us. He is the host of the morning show on KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee, one of the top 10 conservative or top 10 radio shows in America, conservative and liberal. Uh, he kicked the butt out of NPR. Uh, Dieter, I'm curious. I want to go back to the transgender. So tell me that part of it. So uh, one of our listeners goes in, she's buying her spices, and she opens up, and there's like propaganda inside the, the, inside the bag. Inside the bag. And as I look at the ingredient list, ah, I guess spices, you know, Todd's always working on that diet. This is where you go because it's a 10. Why did you bring that up? It's 10 calories. Well, I'm distracted because this propaganda is right alongside the ingredients and the calories, the sodium, Todd. You've got to watch that. I'm just under, I'm trying to understand transgender spice. Is that like salt <laughs> that identifies as pepper? I, what does that mean? Possibly. What and, does that mean, America? And to right the wrong of slavery, you know, we've got to get rid of salt altogether. We'll just oh be giving God. pepper out. Um, but yeah, on the back of the package, it says vanilla. Are we still on the air? Yeah. Has the FCC pulled the show off of the air? Possibly. Oh, good Lord. So there you go. Uh, can you stick around? Sure. All right. Uh, ben Dieter, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I'm curious, are you familiar with this, this spice company, Penzies, that has now declared war on Trump supporters? And apparently they have now embraced the transgender movement as well. And to Ben's point, you go into a store, you just want to buy the spices. You don't need to get a side order of a liberal uh, nonsense. Gobbledygook, if you will. All right, um, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Getting picked up. What was the uh, misdemeanor charges, marijuana charges? Is that what it? Uh, ben Dieter is here, host of the uh, the morning show on KWAM, one of the top radio shows in America. And uh, Dieter, what was he picked up on? Uh, marijuana? I think it was just um, a couple of ounces, not much. I mean, that's the reporting is that I guess not only marijuana, Todd, but psychedelic drugs. Um, and this oh was during a traffic stop. So, you, I mean, we never encourage that, especially in the state of Tennessee where it is illegal. But even if it is legal in your state, you cannot, like they say, don't drink and drive. You cannot be high and drive. Yeah. You know, the problem there, Jeter, is, um, you know, you've got, you know, when you get pulled over and you have the psychedelic mushrooms, <laughs> you need to at least have a can of sauce or some noodles so you can make the argument. Well, I'm just making pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shrooms are very delicious. but um, Not a shabby mugshot, though. No, it's a, it's a decent mugshot. Uh, it's not like he uh, beat the holy living daylights out of a bunch of cops and then was just released on bail. So his bail, $10,000. So there you go. That's higher than some of the convicted murders in Memphis, I can tell you that. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines uh, here. And again, I'm curious to hear from any of you folks who are um, customers at Penzies? Are you are you put off by the far leftist ideology they're shoving into your bags? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. Let's go to Maine. Uh, Scott listening to us on WLOB Radio, The Big Lobster. 
And uh, Scott wants to weigh in on Punxsutawney Phil. Dieter, we're going to, you're on the air, Scott, with Todd and Ben Dieter. How you doing, Todd and Ben? Good to hear from you. Hey, um, this, this whole Punxsutawney thing kind of kind of fills in with what we've got going on in the border crosses up here. Because we're using for target practice up here. Oh. It's all the good for. The, the groundhogs or the illegals? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, the groundhogs. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can take it either way you want to go with that one. You oh, jeez, I give up. <laughs> Scott, it's Friday. I've lost control. Uh, <laughs> no, to your point, you know, Scott, it's interesting because we have our own groundhog here in the south. I don't. You guys, do you have like a um, a lobster that comes out and uh, looks around and then goes back into its whatever? Well, he's a beady little rodent that digs holes and people get hurt in them. That's what happens. So. Now, can I interject real quick? Scott, you have to be careful because the people for ethical treatment of animals, they've been actively calling for Punxsutawney Phil to be retired and replaced. So if they hear this, they're going to be up in your state going after you. Oh. Got to be careful. Did you know that I have a pizza shirt? It's people eating tasty animals. Well, that's, del- <laughs> that's delicious. You know, Scott... Scott, PETA came after our friends over in North Carolina, and um, they every every uh, New Year's Eve they would lower a possum in a in a plexiglass container at the stroke of midnight. And the, the possum, you know, it's not like they let the possum fall to the ground; it was lowered uh, gently. And uh, PETA got very upset, and they had to, I believe, they had to cancel the annual possum drop. And my whole argument was the possum is actually safer in that plexiglass uh, than it would be trying to cross the street. That's true. I don't. I don't disagree with that. It is. And hey, this thing we used to buy spices from that company, and they did. They pulled this crap years ago, and we stopped buying their products. Is that right, Penzies? Yeah. My my. But what, the funny part about that company, though, is his him and his brother owned it, and his brother split off from him and opened up his own company afterwards wow. because of all that. It's it's sad. I mean, so you got Penzies, Ben and Jerry's. It's uh, unfortunate. We changed the name. It's not Penzies. It's Pansies. Pansies. These people are thin skinned, Todd. It's Pansies. I love it. Scott, thank you for calling in. And to tell Ray Richardson up there, we said hello, Pansies. That's brilliant. Uh, let's go to uh, Robert in North Carolina watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. I guess I just wanted to talk about the, the immigration issue. What seeing those uh, police officers being attacked in New York, gosh, that really bothered me. Um, as an ex-New Yorker, I kind of wish uh, other New Yorkers would have intervened or assisted the police officers, but uh, I assume there was none around. Uh, anyway, that being said, uh, the president, it seems like most people have forgotten that when he ran for office and when he when he won, he said, let them in uh, on, on two different occasions. Um, seems like that was been forgotten. Let them in. Mm-hmm. That's, has, that's it, Robert. Them. Yeah, it's, I, again, going back to your original comment, Robert, and, and seeing the, the video and, and seeing it happening in real time, and it, it, there's something just infuriating about that. And, and you do wonder, is there a breaking point for the American people that they see this kind of stuff and they finally say enough is enough and we're just not going to take it anymore? Yeah, I've reached mine watching, and I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I also wanted to mention uh, someone like uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, this is, of course, a time pre-radio, TV, all that. Um, but he announces 
uh, if you recall, that speech, one of his famous speeches, not that any of us were there. Real quick, real quick, we got 10 seconds. Uh, he just said to, to the nation, uh, welcome to America. Uh, we, we speak the English language in the public arena and to assimilate. Mm-hmm. So guidance from a president. Give guidance to immigrants. That's yeah. great. It'll fit on a T-shirt, too. I like that. <laughs> Robert, God bless you. Happy Friday. Thanks for watching Newsmax. All right, folks, i got to take a break here. 901-260-5926 is our number. Dieter's going to stick around. For, I'm All right. Uh, very cool. Uh, folks, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us. Hello to all of our Newsmax viewers watching us today on Newsmax 2, as well as Rumble and YouTube Live. And just a reminder for uh, all of our great Newsmax viewers, you got to pre-order a copy of the brand new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Just got my author copy this week, and we'd love for you to get a copy of the book. You can do that Wherever you buy your books, it'll be in stores March 19th. Pre-orders, though, now underway. Of course, you can also get it on Kindle, a hardcover edition, or and also the audio version of the book as well. All right, let's go to the phone lines. And Ben Dieter joins us from radio station KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee. Let's go to Memphis. Chuck is listening to us on the Mighty 990. Wants to weigh in on Penzies. All right, Chuck, what you got for us? First off, congratulations to Ben on his honor. I listen to him every morning, and he does a great job. Now to talk about Penzies. This is nothing new with Penzies. This all started about eight years ago when Trump got elected. I was a regular customer of Penzies for my business, which is the food business, and they have some great products. But the hatefulness that comes out of the progressive side of this world, I mean, why do you want to – all, you know, why do you want to go out and alienate 50% of your business? Because we're pretty much a split down the middle country and to do that. But that is typical for progressives. All you got to do is look at the most, one of the most famous progressives, Margaret Sanger, who exported eugenics to the Nazis. And you just see it's a hateful ideology all the way around. Oh, it's terrible. And you're right about that. You know, if you're a conservative and, and there may be some folks out there that are maybe not like this, but I think by and large, if you're a conservative business owner, uh, you may have a sign or you may fly the flag or something, but you're not shoving some sort of an agenda down the throats of your customers. You're trying to to sell them, you know, whether it's um, whether it's meat down at the butcher shop or you know, uh, fishing supplies down at the uh, sporting goods store. You're you're not trying well, to know, change somebody's opinion. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. If you're a business owner, you've got to you know be green. You've got to worry about green, and that's money. And it doesn't yeah. matter whose money it is because it all spent. You know what, though, Chuck? Boycotts work. And we saw that with Target. We've seen that even here in Memphis with the rolling out of Todd's book and a local bookstore barring Todd from being able to meet with his his readers. There are a lot of people that put their mouth where their pocketbook is, and that speaks uh, I'm, I've already done that. A novel is off of my list. Used to, you know, go out of my way to buy books there to support them. 
but no more. Me too, Chuck, and and it just bothers me, um, you know, how they've handled all of this. It's really unfortunate, um, but um, but you know what? They've they've decided that they don't want conservatives to come in and buy books, and that's okay. That's that's their business decision, and I wish them the very best. Um, and and the same goes with Penzies. Um, you know, we can buy our we can buy our spices down at Super Low or Kroger. That's right. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Thanks for listening. Yeah, how about that? Wow. There's some nice things about Ben Dieter, too. Very, very good. 901-260-5926 is our number. Let's go to Georgia. Nancy is watching us on Newsmax, too. Hi, Nancy. How are you today? Great. How are you doing? Nancy, I'm doing well. You're on the air with me and Ben Dieter. What's on your mind? Well, I was concerned about the millions of dollars that are being paid out in earned income credit to non-citizens. I think that there should be a bill where no earned income credit or child tax credit above the tax liability should be paid to any non-citizen of the United States. Nancy, I'll take it a step further. Not a single penny, not a one. You know, we... We've got a debate going on Capitol Hill right now, Nancy, where you have Republican lawmakers that want to support a compromise border security plan that would allow up to 5,000 illegals a day to come into this country. I'm not sure what's hard to understand about this, Nancy. That number needs to be zero, not 1,000 or 100 or 500 or 5,000, zero. Totally agree. And another thing I was concerned about I was listening to Greta on Newsmax, uh, who did an interview in the Darien Gap. And of all the people she talked to, just about every one of them, especially Chinese, said that they wanted in this country so they could make money to send back to their country. Uh, This is sending our assets abroad and Trump has suggested at one point, and never did get to do it, that there should be a fee for transferring funds to a foreign country from a non-citizen. How do you feel about that? Um, again, Nancy, if you're co- first of all, and that's the big problem, right? They're coming into the country, and they say, well, you know, these people, that they just want to pick our lettuce and pick our tomatoes. Well, that's not who we're talking about here. But that money is not staying here. It's going somewhere else. I got a problem with that. And again, we can resolve all of this by simply saying no more illegals and round them all up. That's what we need to be doing. Nancy, got to run. Thank you for watching Newsmax. And we certainly appreciate all of our great listeners. By the way, folks, uh, speaking of Newsmax, they need your help. Uh, Ben Dieter, you may not be aware of this, but Newsmax conducting a brand new national poll and they want to know who should Trump pick as their vice president. And uh, they got Nancy or uh, Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis. Uh, what about Nikki Haley? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. But anyway, Newsmax wants to know who you want. And you can do that by texting the word SKIP to 39747. That's right. Get your smartphone out. Text SKIP to 39747, and you'll be able to vote in the Newsmax poll. They will send you a link. Here's how it works. You text SKIP, S-K-I-P, to 39747. They send you a link to the poll, and you'll be able to have your say, and you can let your voice be heard. All right, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. Uh, Let's go to Ricky in Alabama 
watching us on Newsmax, too. Hi, Ricky. How are you today? Doing all right there, Mr. Todd. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're on the air with Ben Dieter as well. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to let you know that them liberals that's putting them the little signs and stuff in them people's uh, grocery bags up north, or they won't do that down south here in Independence, Alabama. We'll run them out of town, or we look in our bags before we leave the store. <laughs> Ricky, so, that's, there's so much truth there. Here. There is so much truth to what you just said, Ricky. Uh, absolutely. Um, I can't even imagine what, what old Grandmother Stearns would have done if she was getting, you know, walking into a, a, a place like Penzi's and they dropped some well, transgender stuff in there. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, she would have a fit. My grandma would have a fit. My grandma would go on a war path because she was full-blooded Cherokee Indian. And my mama was half Indian and half Irish, so you know that's what makes me pretty mean. So I can stand up for my family down south here, and they they ain't gonna put they ain't gonna they ain't gonna uh, they ain't gonna run that across us down south here down here in Independence, Alabama. We'll take care of them down here. We'll run them off on a rail. I love it. I'm sure there's a cast iron skillet involved in that too, Ricky. (laughs) Ricky sounds like he sprinkles some Carolina Reaper on his topics before it goes live. That was a spicy take, Todd. A Carolina what? A Carolina Reaper. That is the world, one of their hottest, spiciest peppers. They turn it in, they grind it up into a spice, they put it in a plastic box, and that makes, I guess, a very yummy combination with it. A pork butt or something. I'm a Louisiana hot sauce guy myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. Ricky, <laughs> you sound like a great American patriot. God bless you, sir. So we can take Miss Todd down south here. We can grind up the hottest peppers, and we make bets <laughs> on Christmas Eve night that who can sniff <laughs> snort the hottest pepper up your nose. Whoa. And, Nine times out of ten, a lot of people wins down here, and a lot of people ends up crying real bad. I bet they do. They cry right into the new year, Ricky. <laughs> yes, sir. But that's what cuffings you up down south, him, uh, Mr. Todd. We uh, we tough. We don't. We're not gonna run from nothing. So this country down south here, down below the Mason Dix line, you don't start no drug. No trouble down here. If you do, we'll end it. Ricky, you are proud. You may not be aware of this, but our Newsmax show actually originates from Memphis, Tennessee. So we're just a, we're just a state over from you, and uh, well, I, I drive that. I travel I twenty two quite a bit through your beautiful state. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we glad right. to have you, and uh, uh, just send me one of your books if you get a chance, or a copy of it, or something. And I'll uh, I'd love to have a signed bag, uh, signed book from you. Well, I think we can arrange that. Ricky, don't hang up the phone. Uh, we're going to have the lovely Miss Lydia take care of that. So uh, just hang tight and let's send Ricky a copy of the Deplorables Guide to Making America Great Again. Can we do that? Uh, that'll be great. Ricky, God bless you and thank you. Mr. Todd. Wow. I like that. Maybe the, staff, old school South. maybe the staff need to start calling the boss man Mr. <sighs> Mr. Todd. I like that. I, I don't know if I do. I, yeah, good stuff. But mm-hmm, yes, and you know he was talking about his ancestors. I think that was a country music song. I'm Indian, Indian outlaw, half Cherokee, half Choctaw. Mama was a Chippewa. Okay, I'm going to stop singing. Now. That's appropriation. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. All right, um, again, folks, our telephone number nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. This is Open Line Friday. We're going to be taking your calls, but right now we've got to take a break. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. By the way, coming up on the TV show, uh, that's at the top of the hour. We're going to be talking to Congressman Eric Burleson from Missouri, weighing in on that horrible story of New York City. Also, Gary David Barboza, who is um, talk radio host in South Carolina. Of course, a lot of political action this weekend, and you can see it all right here on Newsmax 2. All right, let's go back to the phone lines on this open line Friday. Let's say hello to Mark in Virginia. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? You're on the air. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Todd and Ben, for uh, putting the news on and making it available for me because without y'all, I wouldn't get half of what I do. Well, thank you and, for that. Uh, I, I And I know Ben appreciates it as well. Oh, I appreciate y'all. Uh, and the second thing, all this stuff that's going on, is that not treason? I mean, uh, who's actually running the U.S.? Is it China or? Well, Mark, it's a, it's I, a good, it's a good, it's a fair question. And again, treason. Uh, and yet, let's just look at the definition of treason. What does that mean? It means betraying uh, your country by trying to overthrow the government or helping its enemies. And and I think there is, to your point, there is a lot of that going going on right now. But we, we're living in a country where, where Mark, we're not, govern, we're not governed by serious people. We're, we're not governed by people who understand that there is great evil in this world. I think even back in the, um, in the 1930s, uh, the 1920s and 30s, I think that even the Democrats in America understood that there was good and there was evil and that there was a, it was a very black and white issue for, for a lot of folks. But now um, it's sort of an anything-goes society, and, and I think a lot of that happened back in the 1960s um, as we started to abandon many of the, the great traditions in this, um, in this country. Mark, appreciate that call. Thank you for uh, listening and watching. Let's go to Pete in Nevada. All right, Pete, you are on the air. What's on your mind? There's a lot of things going on on the border. Okay, let's put let's put Pete on hold. We've got a really bad phone connection there. Uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Brian is on the line. Hi, Brian. What's happening? Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about what I heard earlier. There was a man you was talking to that said that uh, Biden had said to let him in. Okay. You call that? Okay. Um, well, prior to that, I believe I saw him on a town meeting where he was taking questions, and he said, uh, I don't see why there's any reason that we couldn't allow $2 million a year. But I never see that anymore. But he said that. I saw that. And, uh, you know, the key word to that is uh, illegal. So these are illegal immigrants. Uh, so um, I don't understand how they're allowed to get away with that. And then they, you know, they ship the National Guard over to other countries to fight. But they won't allow the National Guard to protect our actual border here in the United States. Brian, isn't that interesting that you had National Guard troops who were actually killed uh, in Jordan protecting that border? Uh, meanwhile, 
our, our own is is exposed. And and to me, that's the most egregious thing here. I mean, when you look at what's happening in Ukraine, you look at what's happening in Israel, uh, these are border issues. Countries have been invaded. And we're turning a blind eye to the invasion at, at our own border. So, Brian, appreciate that call, and it's a great point. I am not familiar, though, with the statement that uh, President Biden made about having two million. It really doesn't matter. It's it's a moot point because over nine million have crossed the border since Biden took office. So, Brian, thank you for that call. All right, let's go to New Jersey. Maria wants to talk about Penzies. All right, Maria, what say you? Well, you know, I just have to say that this is the United States of America, and that's what's great about this country. If uh, they don't want to sell spices to a particular group, it's okay. Um, I recommend a spy, uh, some spices by Goya, and they don't have that issue. And another spice, uh, other spices that I use are McCormick. So we have, that's, that's why we are the United States. We have a lot of selections. And um, I just want to wish everyone a happy uh, Friday, and uh, and God bless everyone. Maria, you sound like a great American patriot. Uh, God bless you. And look, you're absolutely right. And thank you for thank you for calling into the show. And Maria's got a great point. It's America, right? You can shop wherever you want to shop. And conservatives, and this is why you know we bring our good buddy Art Alley onto the program once a month from the Timothy Plan. Because Art and his team actually research a lot of these companies, and they say, hey, here are the companies that are far leftist, they're pro-abortion, they're radical morons, and they don't say morons, they're very nice people over at Timothy Plan. But Art has a list over at timothyplan.com, and these are companies that you need to either embrace or stay away from. And, And that's the whole point of this. As conservatives, we have an opportunity to choose where we spend our money. And I, I've never have understood why conservatives would continue to spend their money at places that hate them, which is why I will no longer buy my books at Novel Memphis Bookstore. They don't want conservative business. And if they don't want conservative business, I can go and buy my books somewhere else. By the way, books a million. They actually happen to like conservatives. And so I'll be taking I'll be driving down to South Haven, Mississippi, and visiting the Books a Million bookstore down there to buy my books hate it because, um, you know, again, Novel Memphis, nice place, but you know, if they don't want conservatives, so be it. The same thing with Penzies. If they don't want conservatives shopping in their store, okay, that's good. I would rather have my food taste bland than bitter from the liberal spices. I'm just saying. All right, it has been a great day. We want to thank our good friend Ben Dieter hanging out with us, working overtime today. Our great team, Grace Baker, coming back. Meanwhile, we've got Dylan and Lydia here. Alan Pillow, our director of operations, everybody working behind the scenes to make this show happen. Folks, you get out there, have a great Friday, and whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend.